Hey, how you doing, everybody? And we're back with another episode of Movie Punditry. I'm Mr. Randell. I'm Mike. How you doing? I'm good. All right. So uh, today, I mean, normally we talk about movies and superhero stuff, but I think we're going to get into the fall TV lineup. It's starting to get cool down if you're on the uh, Upper East Coast. Um, and football season back. Yeah, so... So, so just we'll just retitle this one, this episode, TV Pundit. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red Five standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. You gonna do a superhero landing? Wait for it! I could do this all day. Yeah, or maybe we'll start a spinoff show if we get like popular enough. But uh, yeah, so it's starting to cool down. Some of y'all got your pumpkin spice lattes. You drinking them uh, when you pull your UGG boots out. And um, well, how have you been? What you been watching? Um, I've been well. I'm still on. Uh, I'm still uh, rewatching Lost, and. Uh, I haven't really watched anything new, although so there is some new stuff coming out. I know we're going to be talking about, um, but uh, I've been doing just kind of kicking around and doing some stuff. Um, nothing really exciting though. Okay, I, I've just got Hulu, um, the ad supported version because it came with Spotify, and I've been rewatching season two of Donald Glover's Atlanta, which is a hilarious show um it's it's a little offbeat but it's it's, it's funny to me it's probably one of the funniest shows on tv right now so if you have hulu um or you got spotify and you don't have hulu you can go sign up it's included great show great great show the dude is uh, uber talented and now uh, brian tyree henry who will be playing face those and the eternals is a part of the show as well so please check that out um so where should we take it from Anything you want to lead off with? Well, what, I mean, you know, what are what are what are you looking forward to? Let's let's slip, slip this around. It's usually usually this is you you kind of interviewing me. So I'm gonna we're gonna flip it around. I'm gonna interview you this time. What uh what, okay. what are you really looking forward to? So me being the like I keep my head in comic books all the time. I am really looking forward to Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. Um, this is the final season of, of The Arrow, which started off this whole CW verse. I think we're only going to get 10 episodes of that. Um, and if you've been paying attention, when they first started The Flash, uh, the biggest thing was that uh, in the little Flash lair, as I call it, there was a newspaper and it said Flash missing, uh, you know, uh, city in crisis. And everybody's like, okay, well, maybe they're alluding to Crisis on Infinite Earth. But we didn't think, we never thought, okay, this is something that we'll get on TV. And surprisingly, WB's allowed it. Um, 
they have their own version of Superman. They have Supergirl. Uh, you hear about Batman, but you don't see him, which is something that happens on most of these CW shows. Uh, well, Titans is going to change that this fall. Um, you have, as I mentioned, you have Green Arrow, you have Legends of Tomorrow, which has a pretty diverse team. You have Black Canary, White Canary. So they're finally going to pay it off, and it's going to be interesting to see. I know that um, – what was the guy that played Superman Brandon, on Smallville? Brandon Routh. Oh, on Smallville? Okay, so – No. Yeah, Tom Welling. Oh, okay. Tom Welling is rumored to come back. Brandon Routh is, is coming yeah, well, back. Well, Brandon Routh is in Legends, and right? And so oh, yeah. right, he plays Adam in Legends, but he's also supposed to be playing – a version of Superman in this, which is kind of like um, a kingdom. He's playing the kingdom, kingdom come, come version, which is, if I remember, that's the one where Superman basically quits and like, yeah, and like takes off. So uh, yes. I don't know how that's all going to work out, but you know, I don't know. So I'm excited. Yeah. And, and I also, from what I understand um, that Kevin, Kevin Conroy is going to be he, playing Bruce Wayne in this, like an elderly Bruce Wayne in this. He is going to be playing the Batman Beyond version of Bruce Wayne. And for those unfamiliar with Batman Beyond, um, Bruce is probably like 70, 70, maybe 80. And he has a, a Iron Man like suit that allows him to still fight crime. But he's he's 80 year old man still fighting crime. So he can't do it. So can't, I don't remember his last name. But a young man named Terry uh, discovers that, you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. He steals the suit and tries to avenge his father's death. Long story short, Terry actually finds out that Amanda Waller cloned him from Bruce's DNA because in her mind, she felt Gotham would always need a Batman. And her original plan was to have Terry's parents murdered the exact same Bruce's parents were murdered so that he'd have to follow in the exact footsteps of Batman. Um, So this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Very interesting. And if you don't know, Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman in why feels the definitive version of Batman. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Uh, how do you feel? Um, I, well, I'll be honest. I don't really watch the CW shows, so uh, I don't really have a lot of feelings about it. Although I have watched a few episodes of uh, a few episodes of flash, which I kind of enjoyed and a few episodes of arrow, which I kind of enjoyed. Um, I watched mm-hmm. Supergirl when it first started, but I haven't watched it since it moved over. Um, so yeah, I'll be but I probably will watch this just because it's kind of an interesting thing. I don't know how they're going to play the the two Superman deal um, because they're both going to both gonna be Tyler Hoechlin and, and Brandon Routh are going to be playing Superman. So I don't know how they're going to do that. If they're going to do like a younger, older one, or although it is a multiverse episode, you know, it is kind of a multiverse thing, right? If Crisis on Infinite mm-hmm. Earth is, uh, you know, that's is that's the storyline where where there was like. Uh, who was it? it was the monitor who was like in charge of controlling yeah. all the multiverses. And then there was like an anti-monitor who was trying to destroy the universes. And, and, you know, so the monitor was trying to recruit all the best superheroes in each one of the universes to help fight this guy. So we may be seeing Superman, Superman from two different universes um, working, you know, trying to get this to, uh, to happen. Um, Black Lightning is going to be in this. It's the first time he's actually been in one of the, even though he's technically in the Arrowverse, he hasn't had any crossovers. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be part of that. Um, uh, Burt Ward, 
the, the original the original really? robin from uh, the 1966 batman is is supposedly doing a cameo or something in it so that should be fun um to me it's one of those things where like even if you don't follow the cw verse if you like superheroes it's something you should definitely uh tune into and i like the way they they do it it takes place over the course of uh you know legends of tomorrow supergirl arrow and flash it isn't just this only going to appear on arrow so it usually takes uh about the week two weeks to, for the whole thing to wrap up um i excuse me i fell off arrow a little bit and primarily concentrated on the flash and even that i kind of fell off but i've always made sure that i watched the uh, crossover events so um, i'm definitely excited to see this but the other thing too is now we're going to get batwoman and one thing I can't say, I was really disappointed with uh, her initial uh, showing in the Arrowverse. In uh, in, in Elseworlds, not... she was in Elseworlds last year, right? In the, the crossover yeah. they did last year. And and I'm not a big fan of the actress that plays her, Ruby um, Rose. I do kind of yeah, I do like the story that they did where basically Bruce has left uh, Gotham, and she's I think she's his niece. And she's taken over, you know, she's taking over uh, Wayne, Wayne Corp. She's taking over the mansion. Um, she still works with Commissioner Gordon. I just, e- even in the comics, I was just never a big fan of the Batwoman character. Yeah, I I actually, um, I tend to, uh, I kind of like Ruby Rose and some of the stuff that I've seen her in. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, she was in uh, a couple of the, the last two John Wick movies. She was in the the um, the more the most recent Triple X movie, which was terrible, but she was she was pretty good in it. <laughs> um, yeah, she was in the Meg, which was which was so terrible it was great. I don't know if you saw that one. I like those yeah. kind of movies. No, I wanted to. Uh, I think it's on. No, Netflix. I wanted to do the I think crocodile. It's on, no, uh, the Meg is the shark one with Jason Statham. And I, no, but I'm saying I had wanted to see the crocodile crawl, one as well. Yeah. Like I like those, yeah, crazy animal yeah. movies. So, so I kind of like her, and I know she's on Orange Is the Black. I, you know, so I, I kind of like her. Um, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I don't, uh, you know, the Batwoman character. Yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, uh, whatever. You know, uh, and and. Yeah. And not that, and not because she's a female. I mean, I like Batgirl, you know. But no, nope, not at know, all. Um, the, the Barbara Gordon character, I thought it was great, but you know, I don't, I don't know why we needed this, but whatever. Um, so we'll see how it turns out, you know. Keeping in that theme of DC and uh, some of their notable female characters, did you see the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn trailer? Uh, I did. And I don't know what to make of it. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. I don't. I don't. I don't trust DC. So, in their movies. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna need to see the movie. You know, I I went into uh, you know obviously Suicide Suicide Squad was terrible. Um, it was. It was, and uh, it it really it it just it really lost its way. Its story made no sense. It was another stupid sky beam thing you know yeah what's her name cara delvine or whatever her whatever her name is i can't pronounce it you know she was just awful in it you know and her brother you know the other 
the other baddie, the brother, was less than useless. Um, I, I personally would have appreciated if they'd have just leaned into it a little harder and gone, mm-hmm. you know, just gone a little darker with it, you know, made, you know, uh, El Diablo, like, really nasty, <laughs> you know, yeah. made Croc really nasty, you know. But remember, at that time, they got all that backlash because Batman and Superman was too dark and... Yeah, but it was too you know, serious. But then, but then you know, I mean, Fox comes out with Logan, and that that was pretty dark, and that was pretty heavy, and you know, yeah. so it's just it's it's I think, you know, Justice League is one thing, but this is something else, and this is this is a place where you can take it down dark. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, you it's can like experiment. you can't take you don't want to take Spider Man dark, but you can take Venom dark. You know, you could take Venom yeah. a little more hardcore, a little more, you know, suspensey, horror-y kind of thing. And I think you could have, you could have gone a little deeper, a little darker, a little harder with Suicide Squad. It would have been, I think, it might have been a little better. Um, and and you know, I I love David Ayer, and I love what he does with films. And I just that film just really disappointed me on a lot of different levels. Yeah, I, so I don't trust this one. You know. That's one of those films where we heard all the things like, okay, reshoots, and I'm starting to hear the same things about the Birds of Prey that now they're doing extensive research, reshoots, they're adding all these action scenes, and I'm like, but I read that the original screenings, the audiences loved it. So now it's like, okay, well, what's going on here? Is it that you guys can't keep your fingers out the pot? Or are you, you, you nervous? And and then we get into these issues where, say this movie comes out and it bombs, right? You know what's going to happen on social media. It's going to be released this the Margot Robbie cut, you know? Yeah. And I kind of feel like DC has to stop playing this game. You hire these directors, you're either going to let them make the movie or not. Yeah, and I don't know what, you know, I, I, I don't know what Kathy Ann is capable of. I mean, she's never done a big feature, I don't think. Um you know, she's done a, she's done a few movies and stuff, but I don't think anything's nothing's been on this level. But that's not to say that she can't be successful. There's a lot of directors that come the first time out of the gate and do a great do a great job. Uh, you know, it's just mm-hmm. I just don't trust it. I don't trust them. I don't trust you know DC. I don't trust Warner. I don't trust any of these guys to give me a good movie until I see a good movie. And and okay, so and they're capable of it. I liked Aquaman. I like Aquaman a lot. Not me too. So keeping it at thread, do you trust all the reviews you've heard about the Joker film? Well, they go one way or the other. People either love this movie or they hate it. So, see, I've seen nothing but praise, and you know that the famous one that's going around that there's been an eight minute standing ovation when it finished. Yeah, no, I've seen some. I've seen some negative reviews. Um, the film, the film wanders around. The film is unfocused. That uh, you know. Things, things along those natures that it, it just kind of tries too hard to be, you know, what it is. And so people are going to like it or they're going to hate it, and that's fine. I mean, I don't mind a movie being polarizing. You know, Last Jedi was certainly polarizing, mm-hmm. and I love that movie. But, Excellent yeah, film. so I don't mind that. Um, you know, I don't know what this is supposed to be. I don't know, you know, uh, but I do trust – Joaquin Phoenix to do an amazing job Um, and an amazing performance. Even in movies I don't like, he is incredible. So, 
yeah I'm, i mean i'm 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 okay with it i'm i'm not i'm not horribly worried about it and i think it's you know them taking them taking a, a swack at doing something like logan where it's just unexpected it's different it's kind of almost elseworldly and yeah you know let's let's see what they can do with this character i am excited that they're saying you know let's go do something different it doesn't have to be connected um and that's what i think i've wanted from them from the get-go i didn't want a connected universe i just wanted like hey we're just gonna go make movies and that's it let's just tell some good stories we don't need this this shared experience just make good films and i'm happy with that Oh, it's crazy because we kind of got off onto like this. Yeah, no, we're supposed to be talking about TV. So, what, 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 uh, you know, what else are you are you looking at and and looking forward to uh, coming up? Um, you know what? There's a Wu Tang series that just came out on Hulu. I think last night, and I'm really excited to see that. Wu Tang, like that's one of my favorite Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang Clan, yes. It's one of my favorite rap groups of all time. And Shameek Moore is in it, who I think is a really good up and coming actor. So I'm definitely going to check. I mean, I just so that's that. You're talking about Hulu. that. That's that. The miniseries that's like, what's it like about them? Yes. Yes. So it's like a, what's it like a biopic, right? Yeah. So I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. That, I mean, I mean, that could be interesting. I mean, you know, it's. You know, certainly not my my taste in music necessarily, but I mean, I really dug straight out of Compton. I thought that was a great film, and it was and it was it was an interesting yeah, it was an interesting film to me, and I I really like these you know these biopics about you know about musicians and stuff like that. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, and those kind of things. Those are good. You know, those are enjoyable movies for me. So I mean, I'm definitely down to watch this thing. Now, did you saw Rocket Man? I haven't seen Rocket Man. I want to see Rocket Man, but I did recently see Bohemian Rhapsody, and I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, yeah, I'm all for something about you know musicians and especially. I don't. It doesn't even be like super accurate, but just don't stretch the the truth too much. You know, but I also know that like when you get people's consent to do things about it, they don't necessarily need everything put out there. Um, because the uh, I remember BET did one on um. New edition, and I thought it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And then now they're starting to this trend of doing more uh, sort of biopics about different uh, R and B artists from the eighties and nineties. Uh, so this this thing dropped you, yesterday, right? The first episode. Yes, it did. Yep. Uh, so what else are you looking forward to? Um, well, I'm kind of interested in. It, it's not really a TV series, but I'm kind of interested in. Uh, you know the um, the Breaking Bad movie that's coming out. El, what's it, El Camino? Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if you watched Breaking Bad, but I really enjoyed Breaking Bad. And uh, I saw the first season, and I I wanted to finish it. It was really good. I had no complaints with it. Um, it's just that you know other stuff right. gets in the way. It's, it's, I, I think we're right at a point where it might be too much content. Yeah. So it's you know this is supposed to be you know um, about Jesse. Uh, Aaron Paul's character and uh, you know what what goes on with him after because the the series finale kind of really focused on Walter a lot more than it focused on Jesse you know so this is uh, Mm -hmm. supposed to be kind of uh, like what happens uh, to Jesse after the events of Breaking Bad so yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of down with it I'm digging it 
Um, you know, Vince Gilligan is is back to to you know direct this thing, and it, it looks like it's going to be interesting. And like I said, it's a, it's a movie, so it's like a one shot deal uh, on Netflix. Yeah. But uh, you know, it could be cool. And there's rumors circulating that Brian Cranston is involved in it in some way, but we're not going to know until uh, until we watch this thing in October. But could be fun. Could be interesting. Now, did they say if uh, any of the other cast is returning? They have really. They've been really. You know, it's Netflix, what? man. They've been really close to the vest about it. You know, Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Don't forget, Netflix is the. You know, they're the ones who drop series without even telling anybody it's coming. Yeah, three in the morning. Three in the morning, or you know, right after, after you know, like uh, what did they do? They did uh, what was it? Uh, oh, the Cloverfield Paradox, right? There was like. They, they advertised yeah. it on like the Oscars or the Emmys or something like that. And then they dropped it right after the show and nobody even knew it was coming. You know, they hadn't advertised it at all. It was crazy. And it got huge views apparently. So I watched it that night. I, I still haven't even seen it. I think I'm not like for me, because it sounded like it was horror and I'm not a big horror person at all. Yeah, I wouldn't call it horror. It's It's more like kind of like a thriller. Like a sci-fi thriller. Okay. Now, when does Watchmen drop? Because that's something I'm, I definitely want to see. Um, that's in October. That's uh, October twentieth. Okay. So that's kind of that's like the that's taking the HBO Sunday night spot. Now, is this going to be connected to the film at all, or is I this? I don't different? think so. I think it's like an alternate history from the film. Um, they're they're oh. HBO. They're keeping it a little under wraps. I mean, you, you watch that trailer. That trailer was bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. but um, it is uh, it it takes place um apparently like thirty years after the novel does. Um, yeah. So because mainly because uh, David Lindoff, who did Lost and did a bunch of other stuff, um, is doing this this series and and he he was very careful that he did not want to, to even step a little bit on what Alan Moore had done in those, in those novels. So, um, you know, Alan Moore was, ve- Alan Moore one is pretty vocal that he hates every adaptation of his work. Um, and, uh, he was very vocal that he did not like Zack Snyder's take on Watchmen. Didn't Moore do the killing joke? Maybe he did. Yeah. Um, did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which you should hate that movie. He did, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff. I think he did, he did, but even like, even like the the good ones, I think he just, um, he, he just kind of was a little, little curmudgeony about the stuff, and, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, Lind, David Lind, Lindoff was like very much like he doesn't want to he wants to make yeah he did do the killing joke he wants to make something that that alan moore would be proud of and i don't know if that's going to happen as i say, that's tough but but he's he's staying very much away from um you know from from the from the graphic novels and i think he's staying away from uh you know snyder's movie and it may be a little elseworldly i don't know um but you know, it looks interesting, and 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 I trust Damon Lindoff. He's done some good stuff, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And then 
obviously, I think something both me and you are super excited about the Mandalorian. Obviously, obviously, which has an all star yeah, cast. That, that trailer, like like I said in the in the in last week's show, that 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 trailer looks like a two hundred million dollar movie, not like a TV series. Have they talked about what the budget was for this? It's whatever the whatever the spending on it. It looks like it's all up on the screen. I mean, it is just yeah. so gorgeous. Those shots were just so gorgeous, and you know, there's there's apparently a lot of practical effects going. They're doing this star. They're doing this Thank Star God. Wars, the old school Star Wars way, with you know creatures and sets and um, you know physical locations, and it looks like it's going to be actual amazing. vehicles actual vehicles um i mean obviously they're doing a digital character for the for the ig11 but you know everything else looks like it's just going to be tremendous and and you got carl like, weathers i mean come on you got carl weathers in this thing that's one thing i wish more movies would get back to or like actual physical sets where i get i understand we're getting to a point where it's hard to tell if it's C, cgi but one thing I do notice, you go back and watch a film that like has a lot of CGI, like a couple years later, you really can start to you start to notice it. And I just really wish filmmakers would just get back to practical sex, practical, you know. Yeah, when they effects. do too much, it just it becomes so obvious and then it doesn't age well, you know. But when they do just a, enough of it, like you look at like you look yeah. at you look at the Lord of the Rings films, right? You know, I mean, those those things are almost 20 years old now. And they hold up. Yeah. They still are gorgeous. Very well. You know, because it's largely practical effects. It's largely in-camera stuff with some set extensions with some, you know, a couple of things here, a couple of things there. Um, and those those movies really, really hold up, you know. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I'm so glad they're doing, they're doing it this way. Like, I went and watched Endgame last night, and I'm like, uh... I can notice things the more I watch it. And I don't know if I'm nitpicking, but I notice things. And I'm like, I, I wish we could get away with this. And then that makes me think of far from home and, uh, and Mysterio and the, the cameras and the tricks and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, the problem is you get to these big, you know, third act set pieces in all these movies. And it's so apparent that they're all done on a stage and a green screen, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just so much visual stuff coming at you that, you know, can't even process it it's just it's just so intense and it's not just it's not just marvel i mean you know dc does it too you know that third act oh, yeah. of justice league the third act of aquaman the you know that, that, that yeah. those last big set even even hobbs and shaw i mean you know it's just it's just so much that comes at you um you know that and and that that's not necessarily a bad thing you know it's like if you look at like john yeah. wick right john wick three that movie is an exhausting movie to watch but in a good way, you know, it's just so much action coming at you all the time in that film. It's like really, it's like fatiguing, but, but that, that was his, that was their attention. Yeah. You know, I listened to, uh, to the empire uh, interview with him. And if, if you don't listen, if, if you're really into filmmaking and you're really into film, you should listen to the empire podcast because these guys will do like three hour interviews with directors. And, uh, you know, the, the guy who's the guys who did John Wick, they, these guys were uh, former stuntmen and stunt coordinators, or they still are stuntmen and stunt coordinators who are now going into directing films. And it's the same thing with uh, 
with Hobbs and Shaw. You know, the director of that film is a stunt coordinator. And so they, they, they come at those films from this practical stunt point of view, um, which, which is what makes them so much fun and so entertaining. But, you know, it, it's just so, so that, that fatigue is good in those, but, but, you know, a film like, like Justice League is just tiring to watch too, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh, for the definitely the wrong, because you're trying to put this thing together in your head. Yeah. Because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, so I'm so I'm really glad that you know Favreau and and Filoni are doing this. From what it looks like, they're doing it the right way. And the other interesting thing is that is you know, all these Disney Plus shows they're going to be dropping weekly. They're not going to be dumping series. Yeah. And now Netflix this week has announced that going forward, a lot of their shows are going to start coming out weekly. And uh, you know, and Netflix was the king of dropping an entire season. See. I'm. I like the whole "give me everything at one time." I guess it depends on the show, but 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 you know, look at it from the point of view of you know, from a business point of view. You know, you drop, you drop because there's so much pulling your attention now, right? So mm-hmm. you so you're Netflix and you've got okay, so you've got Stranger Things here and you dump it all in one day. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to watch the whole thing in two days, and then why do I have to go back to Netflix? I'm going back to Hulu or HBO. You're right. Whereas you know, if you get back to this idea of appointment television, you know, every Sunday night, I need to go back to Netflix and put their screen in my face because I want to watch the next episode of Stranger Things or I want to watch the next episode of, you know, whatever show they've got coming out. And, and then I see what else they have, you know, cause you, you know what the Netflix experience is like, it's like everybody, you know, it's like, it's a menu of stuff. So it's, and it's overwhelming. Is this, it seems like I can never find the one thing I'm looking for. You know, it's yeah. like it's like I'll go on and say, "Okay, I want to watch Stranger Things," and or or I don't want to watch it. You know, and then every time I turn on Netflix, it's right in front of me. And then the one time, and in then the one face. time I say, oh, "You know what? I'm going to turn on Netflix. I'm going to watch Stranger Things," and then you can't find it. <laughs> you got to go do a search. <laughs> and so I want to piggyback on, um, jump back to something you said because you're talking about John Wick, and. I read that one of the writers from John Wick is now going to be working on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What do you do you think that we're going to get a, a, some gritty fight scenes with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And I know this is next fall, but that's probably the show that I'm looking forward to the most of any. I'll, I'll say this of any movie or show coming. I'm looking forward to that more than anything. I think I am, too. I mean, other than the Mandalorian, but. Um. That looks like it's gonna be it's gonna be good and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, do you think we get like some John Wick style stuff in there? Um, well, I mean, the writers, uh, you know, the writers don't necessarily write. You know, they just write. You know, these guys fight. You know, it's that's kind of really what the directors and the stunt teams do. Uh, okay. Um, but that said, there is you know from from what I understand, you are correct that there's, you know, there's definitely going to be some, there's definitely going to be some John Wick DNA in, um, in the film. And the guy, uh, I think his name is Derek Holstad, you know, who's, who you're talking about, you know, there's definitely going to be, um, he's going to be bringing some elements of the John Wick universe into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So uh, maybe it may be a little tongue in cheek. It may be a little kind of, tangential but i think you're going to see some dna you know across the two uh the two things did you hear did you know that that they're bringing zemo back 
It's that show? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. At, um, it wasn't D23. It was when they first unveiled all these things. The actor that played him went on Instagram as Zemo and then put the Zemo uh, scheme. Danny Rule, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited because I finally feel like we're going to get the continuation of Winter Soldier that we should have gotten instead of getting Civil War. And you know me, I'm never going to get off that soapbox that Robert Downey Jr. ruined Civil War. (laughs) I'm going to stand on that hill and then take it with me to my grave. And it's just a shame that Chris Evans won't be able to be a part of this. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I I obviously I, I don't necessarily agree with you on the Civil War thing, but it is it is kind of a shame that that Chris. I mean, you know, I never say never. It's Marvel, you know. You may anything may happen, but back the Brinks up to that man's house. Back that Brinks yeah. truck up. But I do agree. I, I read somewhere this week that there was like one of the original concepts for Endgame was that both Cap and Tony die, and that. Um, and that the uh, kind of the the end of the movie, they they still had the dance scene at the end of the movie, the cat, you know, Stephen Peggy dance scene, but it was kind of more like after Cap died, so to speak. So it was kind of more like a you know a dream or a vision or that kind of thing. But um, I'm glad they kind of ended it the way they did. Yeah, just ground up the Infinity Stones and bring my boy back to fight Scott Summers, which I'm. Keep my fingers crossed that we'll get one day. <laughs> I can not dream. I don't know if you're, you're going to get it. Um, but... One thing I did want to... No, nah, I'm not getting that. Um, one thing I did want to touch on was... And I don't know if our listeners watch The Lion Guard, but if you have kids, grandkids, you might. Uh, but I'll give a quick uh, intro. What The Lion Guard is, is uh, Simba, at, you know, at the end of The Lion King, he has a daughter, Nala, and then you see her in The Lion King too, Simba's pride, and she... This isn't a big spoiler. She she goes on to marry Kofu, who's like, not they don't imply that they don't say he's Scar's son, but he's like Scar's chosen one to lead the Pride Rock after before he passes. Um, so the Lion Guard took place in between all this, and I'd always wondered, well, how would they fit this in? And they even showed Kofu and his pride in a couple of Lion Guard episodes. So what they did this season was they pretty much sent. Uh, Kion, Simba's son, and his friends off like far away to uh, they had to get new skills and, and things like that. Basically just a journey to, to get them out the way, but the whole series took place with them. When they returned back to Pride Rock, who's there? Kofu. And they basically, what they did was explain the whole plot of The Lion King 2 that it happened while Kion and his group of friends were away and just caught everything up to the end of that movie, which I thought was masterfully done because literally for three years, me and my wife and son have been sitting there like, how are they going to fit this movie into everything that's going on in this series? Especially that they even mentioned, because I would thought, okay, we're just not going to mention that this movie happened because it wasn't the greatest movie in the world. But I just thought that was like masterfully storytelling. And it just made me think like, there are so many stories that we can tell within existing universes of shows. And I just hope that, you know, writers are given the freedom to do these things. Um, because one thing I, I tend to think about with this upcoming Marvel world, well, this Disney app and some of these Marvel stories that we probably could have gotten, but we didn't. I hope that they're able to squeeze some things in 
and I, cause I know they care about their precious uh, cinematic universe and they don't want to, well, they've already ruined the continuity cause there's some things that just aren't in place, but I really hope that they give the writers and, and some of these directors just freedom to play around with things. Cause the stand box is huge, huge. And you have so many properties. Um, but I just wanted to give that a little uh, rant. Yeah, but quick. and I think I think probably they will because if you if you think about it, they're kind of clearing, like they I think they're clearing space for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know what I'm saying? Because they're you know they're shutting down Agents of Shield, which is kind of in its own universe now anyway. It's yeah. not even really connected to the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know they shut down kind of the uh, the um, you know the Daredevil universe, so to speak, and. And and then everybody else, they're kind of moving off into space. Yeah. You know, so they're kind of, uh, you know, Earth's kind of open. <laughs> you know, there's nothing much going on yeah. here. So uh, I think they're going to leave plenty of room for, uh, you know, for, for Sam and Bucky to, to have some hijinks. And then also, I didn't even think about this. Um, uh, Black Widow's taking place after Civil War. So it, it kind of plays into what I'm hoping that we get more of that well i think you know, you i think black widow takes of, place over a span of time because some of black widow takes place true, before right. natasha even joined shield some of it takes place when she's yeah. young and during her training and everything like that and the budapest mission and all that stuff um so yeah we need to i, th- I think that movie's going to kind of span a good amount of time yeah and i'm looking I don't. I want to say I'm looking forward to it. I don't. I'll see it. It's, it's not something I think I'm going to run out day one to see. I think a part of it is like they've kind of conditioned us to like thinking, okay, these movies are going to move this overall narrative forward. And I'm. I mean, and it could, but I'm not sure how much this movie is going to move this phase four narrative forward. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this movie is moving anything forward because it's largely taken a lot of steps back. Um, yeah. So I'm not particularly worried about that. I mean, I think, you you know, you're not going to see movies that are really moving like our thing, our guys forward until really probably Thor and, you know, Guardians 3 and, and you know, that type of stuff. And I don't even know how that's going to work out because, you know, if Thor's off with the Guardians in Endgame and then he has his own movie before their movie, like, I don't even know how that's going to work. Nah. But I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Um, not really. Just to keep in mind that you know there's there's stuff coming, you know, beyond that too. I mean, obviously next year in the first half of the year we have Westworld coming. We talked about that. We have, um, yeah, that's Which good. You know, to that's going to be pretty fantastic. We have, um, uh. What else do we have? We have WandaVision's coming next year. We have uh, the final season of Homeland, which I don't know if you watched, but I watch it like crazy. I, I live for that show. Mm-mm. That show is so good. You know, well, in that vein, did Designated Survivor get canceled? God, I hope so. I know it got moved terrible. to Netflix. Oh, you hate it? I like uh, that it show. Just, it made no sense to me. It's like, that's not how anything works. Um, I don't know. I see it on Netflix all the time. I don't know if the show's still on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, um, sh- shows like that, like, like even, uh, what was that other show that everybody's watched? Scandal, right? Like, 
I never got. I, I, I like. Not I start, I watched it and like the first season was okay and the second season, was okay, and then it just, it just got so ridiculous. Like that's not how government works. That's not how, that's not how anything works. You know, like, and, you know, and, and designated survivor to me seemed to come out of the box like that. Yeah. Whatever happens, this guy's the designated survivor. And like and like day one, there's like a government coup, and they're trying to get him out. It's like, come on, man. yeah, that's not how that's not how it works, you know. It's just it makes no sense. So I just I I checked out after like two episodes of that show. Um, you know what I do watch? And this I, I do watch a lot of Chicago PD because it's one of those things that they'll just throw on USA and they'll show like yeah, seven yeah. episodes straight, and so you could just leave it on. But it actually, it's actually not a bad cop show. You know, most cop shows are kind of like, oh, brother, this. This can't happen, and then not saying that this is how Chicago is, but it's not a bad show because the guy uh, Hank Boyd, who's like the leader of his squad, he's kind of a yeah. dirty cop, and um, you know with everything going on this day, I know it's kind of a, a touchy subject, but not dirty in a way that's cringeworthy. They were kind of like, I get why you're doing this. This makes sense. So if I mean it's something that you, people could check out, just a. It's like Law and Order SVU, you know, they'll show it all day right. Tuesday. You watch a couple episodes, like, ah, oh, this ain't bad. I passed the time. Um, I, I yeah, I haven't seen it. I I kind of gave up watching those cop shows a while ago, just because they all kind of came out to be the yes. same. Only once in a while, I'll watch um, I'll watch uh, Blue Bloods. I think that one's that one's not that one's not terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't yeah I don't watch watch a lot of network TV anymore. It's mainly mm-hmm. like I'll watch, you know, like shows on like Netflix and and uh, you know or Hulu or or HBO or stuff like that. And I have a really bizarre, eclectic taste in shows. I think the circus is coming back too. I'm gonna check on that. That's a really great show. If you're if you're like at all into like political theater and understanding like how things work in, in the political political arena the circus is such a great show mm-hmm. it's uh it, it started it started on uh showtime with like the uh with the last election and then it just kind of kept going and um yeah you know so it's uh you know john Holloman and mark mckinnon and alex wagner the three and they're 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 serious journalists well mark mckinnon is like a political he was like a, a political strategist and the other two are journalists, and then they they get man they get access to people, and they really kind of sit around and break down stuff that's going on week to week, and it's just it's a really great show. So if you're into like that any any of that like kind of political, you know, theater, it's uh, and I think actually it starts. When does it start? Does it start this week? I think it might start. Oh, I have to check that. I think it actually already started. No, it starts. It starts on September twenty second, the next season. Okay. You know what I do like? I like. Have you watched Snowfall? I haven't. No. It's a really good show. It's like cocaine in the eighties. Shows are from like the CIA level. I gotta watch that. I, I looked through that. The the. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, not a bad show. Really well acted. Comes on FX. I do like some of the things that FX is doing. Um, I know Legion's pretty much done. 
Uh, but FX has some pretty yeah. good shows. Do you know what I do? I, I don't think they ever, do you remember the show it was supposed to be like a the dictator? Something I think it was called the dictator. Yeah, it's like a guy. So it's like this phony Middle Eastern country, and he's supposed to take over for his dad, who was a, a brutal dictator, and his brother was as well. That wasn't a bad show either, but I think they got rid that of that. Was the one? Um, yeah, that was on Netflix, right? No, nah, it was on FX. I think maybe it's on Netflix now. Okay. I know. I think that name is that's it's not called the Dictator. That's that. Oh, film that's with, one with um, Sasha. Oh, okay. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, it's not the Dictator. It was something. It's it's similar. It's like a really serious show. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up and remember talk about it next episode. Um, anything you want to touch on before we head up? Uh, is it Tyrant? Is that what you're talking about? That's what it was. The Tyrant. Yes, yeah, that show was amazing. Check it out, maybe. You definitely got to check it out. Please check that out. Um, but I think it might be it. We we went from movies to TV yeah, back to movies. We, we run the gamut of uh, pop yeah. culture. <laughs> um, folks, thanks for listening. Um, please tune in uh, uh, next week. We'll have more to talk about this fall season of TV shows gets underway. Um, are any films coming out uh, this week? Did you, well, I mean, it comes out tomorrow. Are you going to go see that? I'm not. I'm not going to see that. Uh, even a little bit. I, I want to go to sleep at night. It's not that. It's just uh, yeah. But but yeah, I'm just not. I've never been into really, uh, you know, those kind of um, those kind of movies all that much. Neither have I. I had an older cousin that forced me to watch Jason and just didn't do it after that. I was like, I'm good. I like to go to sleep. Um, so are you going to see anything this weekend? Probably not. I'm trying to think of like the next thing I'm interested in. I mean, Ad Astro's coming out at the end of the month. I can't wait for that. I cannot wait for that. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing I want to see. I- I'm really looking for. I I love a good yeah. space movie. Yeah, that one looks good. And we get the get the Rambo movie coming. Like I don't know if I really care all that much about that. Um, get that nope. Judy Garland movie coming out. I don't know if I really care all much about that. Yeah, I mean you got so you got. Yeah, you got Joker coming out. What's that in October? Is that a day one for you? Probably not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that one because I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince my wife to go see that. You know, I'm not interested in this Joker movie. Like, it looks good, but I just like I'll see it, but I'm just like, uh, I'll get to it when I get yeah, to it. I mean, uh, we got what Gemini Man's coming out next in October, right? And I know you're down on it, but I'm excited for Will Smith to <laughs> come back. Yeah, I'll probably go see that one, though. I think my wife like. I'm trying to think what else is coming up like soon that I really care about. I mean, it's not soon, but we got Star Wars coming. Well, we definitely have Star Wars coming, and we're going to definitely spend some time talking about Star Wars. Terminator's coming out in November. You got any interest in that? I will go see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I think we're gonna go see that too. I think you're gonna see. 
here's what I think about that though, as I think they're pulling, I think they're pulling a marketing bait and switch on us with all the uh, Sarah Connor stuff. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think she's gonna be in the movie maybe 20 minutes. I think Arnold's gonna be in the movie maybe three minutes. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe maybe a scene or two. Uh, I think she's going to be in mm-hmm. maybe the, the third act, maybe or maybe the beginning. I don't know, um, but I think it's mainly going to be the, all the new people for most of the movie. I'm yeah, okay with I that. mean that's fine. Yeah, but I think if uh, you know all these people are sitting there going, "Oh, it's going to be you know Sarah Connor or the Arnold," I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think it is." Nah, not at their ages. I mean, I like I like the Terminator series. I I like all of them, even the ones that people hate. With like, I like the Christian Bale Terminator. Thought it was a really good movie. I'm a sucker for yeah, robots and time travel. Uh, but folks, thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. We're gonna try to get back to being more consistent with the both of us, even though we we do like doing the quick takes, because um, sometimes we have different things we want to discuss. Um, this movie punditry is both of us, so why should we not be here as often as we can? Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good. Just uh, support your local streaming service because you know they're all dying. <laughs> and support your local comic book shop. That you can definitely do, yeah. Because without without those guys, we wouldn't have the MCU and we wouldn't have the DC movies. So, I, I tell folks speaking of comic books, the there's a lot of buzz coming out about. I don't know if you read Star Wars comics at all, but there's a lot of buzz about this uh, the new uh, Snow comic that's coming out. Or I think it. Oh, think probably it just released, right? Or um, Age of Resistance. I think it's coming out this week. Or yes, I did see that. In oh, the it's store. in the store already. Yes. Yeah, so. I, well, I saw the I saw the Poe Age of Resistance. Okay. Yeah, so there's a there's a Didn't see the Snoke Supreme one, Leader but... Snoke Age of Resistance. Um, which is supposed to be, yeah, a little bit of I don't know how much of Snoke's backstory it's gonna be, but it's supposed to be all about like Snoke corrupting Kylo Ren. Oh. I'm down yeah, with that. So I think I may have to uh jump into some of that. Okay. September 11th that comes. That's next week that comes out. Folks, go check it out. Pick it up. Um, I'm Ren. I'm Mike. Peace out. <laughs>